0: All right, welcome to the unnamed podcast. I still don't have a name for it, but if you're (laughs) listening, you already know the name. (laughs) I'm here with my good friend, uh, Richie Anderson. What's up? And uh, we're going to talk about Smash Bros. and probably video games in general. Yeah. When did you start playing video games?
1: So, I I mean, yeah, I was born in 97 and I had a Nintendo 64. Old man over here. I had a Nintendo 64 my whole life, so like... I've been playing since I was pretty much like two, just onwards playing. Oh, yeah. like Mario Party and, and Smash Bros.
0: Sixty-four was such a fantastic, it's fucking honestly,
1: like dude, game like system. Well, like Mario Party Two is like legit, like the, the biggest game in my childhood, because like yeah. it was like everyone in our neighborhood. I think most people shot it.
0: That yeah. and Mario Kart.
1: Uh, Mar- I actually, like, wasn't into Mario Kart until Mario Kart Wii, which was... You fucking traitor. No, I, like, it was like Double Dash was all right and all that, but then, like, I, I really got into Mario Kart Wii, and then I was like, man, I'm pretty good at this, and then I would go online, and then Japanese kids would be online and <laughs> just beat the shit out of them. I'm like, all right, I'm not even good. Like, I had a
0: friend who would play Wii online, and he was really good, and he just played for hours. That's oh, man. That's... That- might be my favorite game of all time is Mario Kart Wii. I love it so much. Yeah, I
1: I miss that when it was. It, it used to just be like, oh, you would go online and like that was the level of like, oh, I'm I'm good. Like I can beat all these people online and yeah, like that was the like my understanding of the game. And then like like <laughs> I mean, like in Smash Bros, like I was always like pretty decent at it. And like I would play it against my friends and yeah. beat everybody most of the time. And and I was always like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like I know what I'm doing. I can beat anybody. And then, and, like, with anybody I had met up to that point, I had beaten them. Even those Mm -hmm. that talked up a big game, I was, like, I I was always winning. And then, like, I found out that, like, people were still playing Melee, like, 12 years after it was released. Actually, like, fucking 14 years after it was released. people will play
0: games that have been released forever
1: ago. Yeah, so I was, like, super confused about that. I was, like, oh, like, Melee's... Pretty big. Like, because it, it was like Super Smash Bros. Brawl was at the time the last one that had come out. Mm-hmm. And so you'd think that would be the most current. Yeah, Melee one. was in, it was via GameCube, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because 64, I think, really changed the game with Nintendo. Mm Because, like, I remember before that we had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. And that was just two players. And usually it was just like Mario or Super Mario. And so it was just one person. But I remember 64, I think that changed the game because now you have four controllers. Yeah. And so, and there were like interactive games like Mario Party Mm -hmm. and like Mario Kart, which was the best. Because it's simple for kids. It's like race, that's it. Win the race, that's it. It's it's and not like Goldeneye? You have to collect these items. It's like race and try and get a uh um try and get a cube yeah. and maybe you'll get a star and you can run through people or something. It's just fun things like dude, that.
1: My, like some of my melee friends like they they they're like done competing in melee, but they take mm-hmm. Mario Kart like a Kart really seriously. <laughs> like they get really like it's like before every match starts it's like the it's like beep beep go and then they like they don't drive they all just chug their drink yeah. and then they drive and then like they and like later on in the map if they hadn't chugged their drink all the way they have to stop and then finish it yeah. and then they do it's like yeah they I, they have I played a played that
0: too. i played that too with some of my friends they call it drunk cart yeah and like i remember one summer because you know i grew up in minnesota obviously that's where all my friends live yeah and then i went to school in the midwest like south dakota and minnesota mm-hmm. and so during the, the my first two summers here i would go back and visit for the whole summer. Yeah. And I remember one summer we went there and all my friends were drinking. We're, we were playing drunk cart. I would play sober and like I but I would have to have like a shitty cart or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they would get drunk and then they would like race and then wait till the end and then drink all of it or drink all of the beginning and then start. Yeah. And I remember one night when we when we played cart all night and and brawl, uh we went to bed at like four in the morning. Yeah. And they had to go to a wedding at ten A. M. And they had to wake up up at eight for the wedding. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was like, don't you guys have the wedding tomorrow? They go, oh, we do this all the time. So they went to bed at like four in the morning. They woke up at eight, which is four hours later, drunk, are still drunk, <laughs> and they started drinking again to pregame for the wedding cause they, oh that they didn't want to go to. And I was like, you guys are insane. And they're like, this is what we do in college, bro. This is what we I've, do for years.
1: Yeah, I've never gotten that. I mean, like, yeah, coming from a Mormon background where nobody that I <laughs> know drinks. It, 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 it It's like all my friends would, like, drink so much and just be like, yeah, I got to wake up in two hours yeah. for shit. It'll be a hard day, but I can get through it. I've done it before. I'm like, what the
2: fuck? Like, they
0: can function so well. It, yeah. it reminds of that Aziz Ansari joke where he's like, where he's like Oh man I was reading This monthly crew book And they were talking about Oh yeah we were doing heroin And all kinds of drugs Yeah And, and then he goes if, if For me I would, They'd just be like My body couldn't handle that They'd just be like <laughs> Aziz died be Like what he did heroin No Someone showed him a needle He got woozy And fell off a building <laughs>
1: Yeah, no that is
0: like there's no way.
1: Like I just am not part of that group of not people. Not at all.
0: That. And like and like the fact that they could redline, I think part of it is cuz they are so young. Yeah. And when you're that's why when kids are 18 to 22 and in college, they can go all out cuz their bodies are they're like Wolverine, they fucking <laughs> they heal so fast. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're You can't do that at 50. You'll fucking have an ulcer.
1: No. Uh, but yeah, but like yeah, so like my friends would always just game like a lot on Mario Kart and Fucking like yeah, it, it was so it's like they would do that, but like as far as like like just thinking I was good at stuff, I, it was mm-hmm. always just like at the level that I knew of like oh anyone I compared myself to that I had met up to that point, I'm like yeah, yeah. I can take them.
0: Any one of your friends, any yeah. one of their siblings or something, or somebody you know, or cousin, right. yeah, you're way better than them.
1: Exactly. So like, I w- I was just and then you learn the
0: Pandora's box.
2: Yeah, the, there's another level to dude, this. It's shit. the
1: best. It's it was the funnest thing because it was like. Um, I actually started, It was like I, I was working at Peter Piper Pizza. It, like I got into competitive Smash when I was seventeen, um, working at Peter Piper Pizza and shout out to Peter Piper Pizza. Yeah, do fucking horrible place. <laughs> I got another story for that. Pizza later places on. are fucking but, the worst. I worked at Domino's <laughs> for
0: five and a half years. They're dude, fucking horrible. My
1: it, it was like it was an okay job. Like I, I worked the game room, which is the worst. Oh yeah. To do
0: you guys, I forget. Yeah, there's all the games and fun stuff like that. Yeah, it's but, not
1: Domino's. But it was it, like because yeah, it was like it's like pretty much Chuck E. Cheese, but just not as good. And like, okay. um, dude, like the first night I ever worked there in closed, it was just like a band of gypsies came in and they were what the they fuck? were dude, they were haggling with <laughs> me they have at shitty the prize And like fucking dude, all their kids stuff? didn't have brushed teeth. <laughs> yeah, like like these little girls had mustaches. They're like oh three years God. old. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it like was, what are you hobbits? What the fuck it is was horrifying, dude? Like, <laughs> it it looked. Terrible. I've like never I,
0: seen a gypsy in person. They don't sound good at they, all.
1: No, it was it was not not that chill. They they,
0: they sound like a comic book character of trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if someone wanted to create human trash, to just create gypsies.
2: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: I th- I wonder they would how they're going I bet be. they had
0: no like manners <laughs> too.
1: Before Gypsy is taken away as, like, a like an okay
2: return. It, it,
0: it kind of already has been taken away, but we're <laughs> comics, so who gives a yeah, shit at yeah. this point? I mean, work? I just
2: haven't heard, like... Well, you,
0: you cancel me? I'm a Phoenix open micer. Calm down.
2: <laughs> Actually, all my right?
1: culture of stealing is very pure. Like, okay, come <laughs> yeah. on. Like, there's my nothing. culture of
0: that. You took enough people from my country, all right? My <laughs> continent.
1: Right. No, it, it was, but it was, like, I, I, I closed this night, and, like, at, through the night, they would come up to what the prize What time did you guys close? at 11 and oh, okay. they that's were not, there for a while like way too long and, and those lingering customers yeah. fucking
0: assholes like go home and you ate <sighs> already your your belly's full yeah. right no. <laughs> drive home that's how that <laughs> I works i need to
1: close and they're fucking like I, I can't their clean until
0: hands. you leave
1: yeah, no, they're putting and their are hands
0: dirty. On all, all the
2: windows. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, Isn't
0: isn't the worst when like you're closing and then you like clean the bathroom. Yeah. And then asshole's <sighs> like, oh, "I gotta use it real quick." And I'm like, "I just spent so much time <laughs> cleaning it, and he just destroys it. Just takes yeah. a huge dump." Just. just He's like, "Oh, perfect, nice and clean." For the whole me. bathroom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was just like, I, I had never seen it where someone had would haggle. With me, like, it, like the price says, like it, it's like twenty tickets. He's <laughs> yeah, like, how you're about like, I like this
0: you... isn't Cambodia, bitch. You how can't about, just.
1: How about I give you these and you give me a handful? It's like I can't fucking do that, man. I like... enjoy
0: my job. This is America. <laughs> all right? The price is what you get. This isn't a third world country. You can haggle. Oh
1: god, you it's can't,
0: can't say I'll give you two goats and my daughter for this house. All right? Yeah. No, it was cold hard cash. It was
1: the dumbest shit. Like I, it, it was just like the worst first night clothes. But then, like, anyways, working at Peter Piper, um, I met this guy there named Alex who, um, he, he was like he's, he was in at ASU like his second year I think, and, um, the new Smash Bros was coming out very soon. Like it, it, like Smash Four for the like 3DS. Yeah, they and have on the a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was the one that was the cross platform one. That one I was mean, about they, they, to come They've out. all
0: been fantastic. That's a crazy thing. About I th- Smash. I thought
1: thought so, but I don't like the newer ones. But let me, I'll, I'll right. get into that. But like, <laughs> um, like Smash Four was coming out, and I was like really excited. I'm like, yeah, man, like I'm, like it, it's gonna be so fun. And then like I was talking to this guy Alex, and he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool, but like I, I think I'm like Melee's still gonna be my game. I'm like, why? Like that game is old. Like who the fuck would want to play that? And then yeah like learning like there's like a smash documentary for melee on youtube it's like four hours long and I, I was What like, fucking
0: nerd made that? You know that's right? a homemade no, documentary. I really bet it's cool. good. I bet it's good.
1: It's one of the cool I mean, like, the, the amount got, of time it, it takes into it.
0: to like edit those. Yeah. It's like someone that's really passionate about it. Yeah. Some of those YouTube docs are really good. No,
1: it's free. it's it's a it's really like even if you're not into like competitive gaming, it's really cool to see this grassroots community and like how they yeah. started and everything. So it was like he he was like, Yeah, I'm playing this, like, you know, we've got tournaments at ASU and we like this is where we like, just kind of, th- this is kind of where I go to practice and grind and like compete. And I was like, oh, that's oh, yeah, crazy. Oh, they did?
0: They did have that. Cause I, now I'm remembering, w- cause when I went to ASU, yeah. I remember, cause I was, I was a transfer student. So I went to community college and then I said, I'll transfer to get my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. And, and when I transferred there, my first year, I was like, I have to make friends. I don't know anybody here. Yeah. So I <laughs> went to the club page online, that web page, that like web ASU whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one of the pages was like, uh, brawl. And then like melee, yeah. and then another one was like uh, Smash like, 4 Mar- or- like Mario yeah. Kart or something like that. Oh. and and I signed up for both of them. I never got to make them because I was working all the fucking yeah. time. But I just remember being like seeing melee and being like, hell yeah! Like I'd love to play some people in this. Uh,
1: yeah, no, it was it was really cool. Like I made so many like most of the people that I met, I am still hanging out with today. But it was yeah. it was like I, I was just like. it was like the world was just opened up to me like wait people are still playing Melee like that one like I didn't I stopped playing Melee altogether because Broke had come out and that was the Mm -hmm. new one to play and so I'm like okay well let's just see what this is all about? And, uh, so like, I watched the documentary, and it, it it's really cool because it starts from the beginning of like when the game came out, and yeah. then to like the first tournaments that happened, and how it was like it, it like the big thing at the time was like East Coast versus West Coast, and like
0: <laughs> like rappers. Yeah, no, you guys, it was, you guys it was it's, it's, cool cause no, it's it's cool because no, it is cool. I'm not, I'm, oh just, man. I'm just seeing yeah. the parallel. Oh there. No, no no
1: no, like yeah, literally like um, rappers, rappers, gamers. Been, like compared you know? the melee community to the rap game, which is kind of yeah. cool, but like. it's cool like you get to see like oh you've got like Maryland Virginia New York like Mm -hmm. all these big melee scenes like come together yeah Yeah, and they they would all like travel together to tournaments and shit and like they would yeah like they would all just kind of like like there was a lot of like passion online it just follows the story through the years of like Who all the biggest players were at the time and, like, how they changed the game, how they pushed things. Oh, yeah, because
0: there must have been big players that, like, were very influential towards other players. Mm -hmm. And, like, not just spreading the word, but they were so skillful. Yeah. And so people were like, oh, this guy is awesome. or This chick is amazing. You you gotta check him out.
1: It, it was it was sick, and it was around the time MLG came out too. Like they go around over that, and like Major League Gaming is mm. official. So like yeah, they'd be. The I tournaments remember with that. Yeah. Huge prize pools. So it would. And, it would, and
0: that now look at where it is now. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah, like it's, millionaires that are like seventeen.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's, it. It's crazy. Like, like actually, just like it's a, week, a couple of weeks ago, there was a tournament for melee where the prize pool was one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Oh my god. And that's insane. Like the winner gets so forty five thousand dollars if he wins. That, that's so. like
0: four years of work for most yeah. people.
1: Like that's
0: it's a, that's why people blowed right away. I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Just <laughs> spend it normally, the way you normally do. You buy something a little nice, go on vacation. Yeah. But like no, uh the, yeah, the culture, it's like like I remember when that, that gaming when like gaming leagues first became popular, like yeah. it was like the like the mid to like late two thousand tens. I mean not two thousand tens, like mid two thousand to to early uh, to like the 10 area Cause I remember like do, do you remember MTV They used to have a show called uh, used to have a show called uh, Like Made or something Was, was uh, it MTV Made? No, no No it was True Life it, sure. True Life Have you heard that? No MTV used to have these docs Called True Life They've been mm-hmm. doing them for like I think they stopped But they did them for like 20 years Where it's like True Life I'm homeless Okay And then it would follow people Who were homeless and like their struggle what happened? But like, true life, I'm a porn star. And then you'd follow them. And one of them was like, true life, I'm a competitive gamer. Okay. And they followed three competitive gamers. And one guy was a part of a Halo group and he made a ton of money gaming, yeah. and another guy was a melee guy, and he was like, he was very good, but he wasn't pro yet, he'd make, he'd win a few tournaments here or there, and he was trying mm-hmm. to, like, get up, and he, he'd go to a bunch of tournaments, and then you'd see him practice at home, so, yeah, it was very interesting, and that was, like, I remember my first, like, intro foray into, like, oh, this is, like, getting really big, this is getting serious.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's cool, because it, it really follows a lot of that, of how it, it started off very grassroots, then it got to that bigger, like, MLG side, and then, like, because of Nineteen, nintendo yeah like nintendo it's the weirdest thing like nintendo just didn't want their game to do well at all so they would like uh, it like they, they, it's like they did not like the fact that people were really passionate about smash bros and so like they had these big uh, events and then and then they would be like actually yeah melee can't be played at this mlg event or like melee can't go to the evo fighting game tournament and it was just insane like it, it like they would just cancel it and And then, like, it made Melee go into the underground world where, like, they they couldn't have that platform anymore. And then, like... What was it? It, it was like it, it, there's a big part in the doc where it's like Melee is going to Evo, which is the big tournament every year for all fighting games. And it was like if Melee raises enough money for breast cancer research, they can get into the tournament. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, like the whole Melee community comes together. They raise all this yeah, money. It's put like the a, money towards it. Yeah, it's a huge thing. And then Nintendo's like, nope, you guys cannot stream that game. And that's it, so douchey. Dude, and then. So the, that's definitely political. Yeah. Something so
0: happened there where they're like, we don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. No, it was. It, it, it's just insane because i mean it's just like melee is like a kid's fighting game and all these grown adult men are so into it like yeah. they're just like this is a bad look and for some us. of them came up
0: with it too right. so it's like a nostalgic thing it's like i love this i can yeah. show this to my kids i could do this for a long time
1: right it, it was it's just weird and so like nintendo just like yeah they're like nope you guys can't do that and then melee community immediately pushes back and they're like um no we like how can you guys do this everywhere it got like to the top of reddit and then it like and then nintendo backed off and then they got to have the tournament and it was like such a big deal and that was like so it was like melee was underground for a long time and then it had its revival in like 2013 i started playing in 2014 and that like that's when i started competing in in tournaments and and like actually going to stuff yeah and it was yeah no it's it's so cool to think of just like
0: and what was it like when you went to, like, your first tournament? When you started mm-hmm. playing and then you mm-hmm. realized, hey, there, are, there's another level to this. There's people that, uh, yeah. that, that are just as good, if not way better than me. I remember. Where can I meet these people? Yeah. And then you go to the Melee Club and then you meet other Melee players.
1: Yeah. So it was, like, I went to um, – it, it was an ASU weekly tournament, and it was so, which is every Friday at this big hall that had all these outlets so everyone yeah. could plug in their TV and Wii. So it was really, like, perfect place – and I go there, and I am beating everyone right off the bat because a lot of the people—I mean, it was people were really new and in getting into competitive Smash Bros. Oh, okay. So it was like, of a lot of those people, I was really good compared to a lot of them, and or like I was just running a clinic, beating all these guys, everyone that was like come, I was just, just put, just showing work. And then this one guy sits next to me and just beats the living fuck out of me, <laughs> and I was. I was just you're like, like goddamn
0: over here. What's yeah, going
1: on? It, it, yeah, no, it was like my friend, uh, his name's Duke Vitro, and he's just like he. It, it was just like he was so far beyond what my level was that yeah. like he like he was four stalking me without any problem. Like with Link, who's a bad character in Melee. Yeah. It was just just yeah. That's totally how I know someone's
0: good is when they could dominate. Like I remember what? like when I started playing in in Wii Brawl uh-huh. and like. My my buddy Brandon would play with um, he'd play with like Lucas, mm-hmm. who's not terrible, but he's yeah. not he's not great. He's not, yeah, and you could have the most powerful player, and he would just fucking merc everybody with Lucas. Yeah. Oh my God. and yeah. we get so annoyed like what the fuck, bro? No. Or like ice climbers,
1: it's <laughs> which oh, all yeah, they dude, do is fucking, fucking spin around. It's so joke. stupid. No, but um. Yeah, it it was just—it was exciting because, like, I—it was the first time I'd ever gotten beat to that extent. He's got
0: mollywop like Tristan did.
1: Yeah, no, (laughs) last week
2: Tristan's like fucking leave me alone.
0: Tristan's used to playing people who don't even know what video games are, (laughs) and then he plays you, and he's like, I don't like
1: it. I don't (laughs) like it. Yeah, it was like there's levels to this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like go to uh, bed, little boy.
0: <laughs> have your glass of milk and go to sleep, bitch. Oh, man, it was fun. Like I, it, it that
1: was. It was, it, it was. It's just. It was so fun for me because it was like, it had always been just easy to win, and now it was like, oh, I actually have to like learn some shit to get yeah. better. So I'm gonna go and do that. Like, yeah, it, it's like it's like developing a yeah. skill. It's the
0: same thing with like with like comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, and it was exciting too because like I think of all the people I had met up to that point who were just like playing the game casually and thought they were good, like. I was the best of them, and, like, like that's how I really felt, but then of all these other people that had actually put time into competitively getting better, mm-hmm. I couldn't stand a chance, and so I was, like, all right, well, I just ain't shit, so uh, <laughs> I got a it, – it was, it was cool because it made me be humble and, like, and, and just, like, learn, like, all right, I have to put time into getting better, and it was, like – what's cool about the, the Smash community is, like, it has this saying called no Johns, which means – like, a John is – Like any excuse or anything you can complain about for why you lost or why, like any reason you didn't win, that's a John. Yeah, video games.
0: There would be a case where people would just complain and be like, "My my fucking my my joystick was sticky. My this 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 is lag. Yeah, there's always something. There's a number of things
1: that so it makes sense that there would be a term for it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And so, like, yeah, in melee, it's just called a John, and um, and we would always just like it it was such a cool thing for me because like. I, I w- at the time, I was playing a lot of League of Legends, and that's a g- team based game. So, anytime I lost, I would always kind of blame it on my team. Like, because I'm yeah. just this amazing talent that would never do anything wrong. So, <laughs> so it was always like, I could, You were perfect. Yeah. I get it. I get no, it. but it was, it was cool because it allowed me to accept blame or, like, take full responsibility for anything that happened to me. Like, okay, I lost that match. Like, there's no ifs and or buts about what happened. Like, I lost. What I had wasn't enough. I have to work to get better and it like it was such a cool thing because then it was just like just kind of that mentality came into other areas of my life like at at school as well and like Working my job, like everything, just like got better as it I got it better. Blended
0: into all points. Like, yeah. yeah, that's true. It could teach you a lot of things. Like sometimes people will be like, "Oh, video games, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't teach you anything because all you do is uh, play the same game, and yeah. it's not productive." But it's like, no, it teaches you how to like overcome obstacles. Yeah, like, that's I, a big, I definitely. It's a big part comp- of life. Competitive games, at least,
1: because like single yeah. player games, uh, some of them are unless it's Dark Souls, that shit's hard. But like, yeah. <laughs> like so, like multiplayer. Sing- games, single player
0: games are usually just journeys. Right. Yeah. But no,
1: it, it, it's just a fun like medium for story telling is what I love video games for now but like
0: and and that's why I like that's why I like uh, like fighting games I love obviously and I also like racing games
2: Mm
0: -hmm. like a Mario Kart because it's like there's a clear-cut winner and like you can get better like when I first sort of started playing Mario Kart, yeah. I was horrible and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you all get really good, and now it's competitive every time. Yeah. And it's like, what? And then you you develop different strategies where it's like, you're like, hey, okay, if I do this, I can I can win most of the time. Mm-hmm. If if I stay in second place, I won't get a blue shell. Yeah, no, and, exactly. And it's, and it's if I just save my items just for a little bit, where I don't use it right away, when when it comes in handy, I can I can use it. You know.
2: Yeah.
1: No. It it's just fun to like. Yeah, cause it, and it was also just fun, like, competition, too, I learned was, like, at, at first, I was playing because I thought I was, like I had what it takes to be, like, the best in the world. Like, it was all ego when <laughs> I started. You were
0: fucking Ash him in this yeah. bitch. I want to be the very best. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
1: Yeah, no, it was, like, I, I, it was very egotistical when I started. Like, oh, yeah. I, it was very That's much about most me things. being I mean, better than, yeah. I mean,
0: even with comedy, it's yeah. like, I mean, some comics get competitive, obviously, but mm-hmm it always does annoy me because it's like there's no like oh, you know like there's no because uh, it's not like games where there's a clear cut winner yeah. it's like you're up, it's up against yourself yeah and, no, that's, it's and, very and, true. and you decide if you win and that's what makes it hard because sometimes there are comics that are really bad but they're delusional because they think they're fine Yeah. they think they're of a certain level and they're not but it's like that's their own delusion you know yeah. you have to really but like with uh, with the game mm-hmm. there's no delusion it's like you it just very, got yeah, fucked yeah, winner up winner
1: and loser it's, it's, yeah. it's Clear as day, like that's that's what was hard too, like cause like yeah, going from melee to, to comedy, like when I when I was starting off, just like
0: yeah, melee you could like, play at home, yeah. Comedy, what strangers. you did
1: right and wrong in each game. You, yeah. you But then in comedy, it's like there's a million things. There's so many things. Yeah. Like
0: it could be the way you said it. It could it, be the audience. It could be yeah. your attitude. It could be the way you were standing on stage. It right. could be how you didn't talk loud enough into the mic. It could be mm-hmm. so many other things. Yeah. Right.
1: No, it, it's, or, there's yeah. a million things that come into play. So it's like like not having like clear results of like what is good and bad. Oh,
0: and also you're it doing hard. it in front of other people. And yeah. it's the only art form where you fail in front of people. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're practicing in front of other people. Exactly. I could, and you to practice melee at home for hours. I can't and you practice wait comedy. for
1: hours to get practice. Uh, yeah. You <laughs> wait for five minutes of practice. Like melee, <laughs> like I could be in my room three for hours. seven hours a day just like grinding just tech going skills. Just like, oh, yeah, like here, here's this weird technical skill that <laughs> breaks your hand if you do it yeah. but hey it's useful so it was
0: you'll, like you'll I, wait for three hours yeah. and and like listen to some of the worst comedy you've ever heard yeah. it's like that wasn't even comedy that guy just confessed to a murder yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or that, that guy was a pedophile yeah, we were tonight. Like, yeah. or fuck? tonight
0: the guy talking about fucking his kids it's like bro go back to music <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah and then they're like, and there's just stark reality of like failure and like you feel the energy of just mm. like, everything. It's, like yeah.
1: it's like oh fuck
0: you know, but then you're like but yeah. then you have like one good joke that works and yeah. you're like I'm back I, I, I'm i I'm going back at it I yeah. gotta get better gotta I, build on this you I know, know.
1: It, it, it's, it's definitely like c- d- just looking at it like contextually like alright it's not so cl- like, cause it's like you, what you learn early in comedy is like the audience is the most important it's like the audience can make or break your joke right 100% like, it's like and, they, and the audience is, if it's is, good is super
0: important yeah and they decide if it's good yeah or.
1: and so it's like with like it's like with giving crowds like I, or, like, crowds eager to listen to comedy, I like it, but I also, like, I love the harder crowds because if your stuff is all good yeah. and it's all working there, that means it's really good. Absolutely. Like, that's the coolest shit to me. Absolutely,
0: it, and, and that's what makes you good. That's what's gritty because, yeah. like, if your joke works at a shitty open mic when no one's paying attention and it gets a big pop yeah. and there's all this background noise, all this distraction. Exactly. Then in front of an audience where it's at a club, they're there to see comedy yeah. and they're eager and excited and waiting, it will destroy. Exactly. You know? like
1: That's the best thing about it. Like You, you yeah. can make – like, yeah, dude, I fucking love – But you have to go through
0: that fire and a lot of exactly. comics. They don't like the open mic circuit. None of us like the open mic circuit. Yeah. All right, it's not funny. I like it it's more le- now. It's getting funner and funner, but yeah. literally, it's predominantly comics in the audience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's only comics in the audience, and we'll that's shed. And, and that's <laughs> and that's every open mic scene. Like, that's what people don't realize. Like, yeah, LA has the same thing. New York is same. All these places, Atlanta, where it's like it's pretty much just comics, right? And they're not there for you. They're there for them, and they don't want to listen to you, or they don't care about you. And it's like, and it, it gets super hard. And that's why a lot of people don't last because they're like. Oh, this fucking this isn't fun. It's like, yeah, a lot of it sucks sometimes, yeah. all right? But trust no. me, if you if you if you bear through it, that it was, can get better, and you really are objective with how good you are or how good your jokes. Analyze your jokes. You that know?
1: was that was actually like me and uh, David Van Eder. We it, it was like we both kind of did our first guest spots around the same time, mm-hmm. and like we both did great in our spots. But then we. But then it was like like I did mine before him and it afterwards I felt just kind of like this weird feeling. It was like I did great, I killed, like it was yep. beginning Crushed to end it. great Crushed set. It. But like now I felt just empty. It was like this is all I had been building up towards and like <laughs> it, it was weird. But yeah. and then I talked to David and he was going through the same thing of just like, you know, I've had more fun at like other open mics where it's where yeah. it's like when it's more of a challenge, it's more fun if it's going well. Yeah. And uh,
2: like I know, it's like Or if those it's or, or if it's your up.
0: friends, like that one night that we're at Woodshed, that was the and there's no one around. It's no. just comics, yeah. And it was so much fun, and it was so inviting and so great. And it was just, it, you know, eight of our closest yeah. comic friends at a mic, no one there, and us just doing impressions of yeah. other comics in the scene it was and just so riffing. Fun. It was that was a that funnest. was a magic night. It was a magical night. Never forget it. It, like, it forget helped it. me
1: see that, like, oh, it's like if you're not present with the room you don't get anything it's like it being present means being present is massive yeah you don't do your jokes like that yeah absolutely (laughs) like that's some sometimes
0: you can't even do your jokes yeah yeah, because of of what what the situation is in the room just like that yeah it's it was, but and that it's was like, so but you can still have a great time, and and like, and I learned, you know, like seven months in or something in mm-hmm. the comedy that like, because some nights I'd want, I'd really want to do my jokes, but like I worked hours this week on yeah. these jokes, and I want to see if they're good, and then I, mic after mic, I wouldn't get the chance because I would get hecklers or mm. it just would not be the setting, yeah. and I'd be like, you know what, it's okay because I will get to the jokes eventually yeah there's not a time limit exactly. on when I can get to the jokes right so let me riff let me tell a story let me talk about something else right now let me yeah. do crowd work you know because eventually like it, I'll get to them
1: it's like if you want everything to be perfect when you're trying stuff out it's like it's not going to be and if you're if you have this like like, nothing's ever going to be, be a perfect setting. You have to take what you get and be grateful. Like, it, it's yeah, just like... Oh, the fact that I even get to go up on stage is great, yeah. even though it is a shithole that yeah. I'm performing in. But, like... <laughs>
0: yeah, that's why so many comics say the open mic is the gym. Yeah. Because it's I like, that's it. where like, you work... That's where you practice, where you work out things. And, like, I've noticed, if I do enough open mics, like... I was at my most comfortable on stage. Like I'm still comfortable, but I was at my most comfortable when I was doing like 10, 11 mics a week. Yeah. I was so comfortable. On yeah. Stages. There was there were never any nerves. It didn't matter where I was. And I was like, yeah, that's what the stage time does for you. No, so there is a benefit to that. But yeah. there are some comics that are just grinders. They're like yeah, getting getting on that stage. I'm like, i remember Shane Gillis talked about. How he's like, he's like, yeah, there's some comics that are like I'm grinding, getting getting that stage time. He's like, but you're terrible. Yeah. Like right. like, like getting on stage is not enough. You really have to look at your act. i like, why am I fun? Here, why is this not funny? And then build on that.
1: That's a thing. I something I've been doing lately in like analyzing my jokes or like I. It used to be like, all right, like this punchline didn't work. Maybe we can set. It's like sometimes I do that, but like yeah. For the most part, now it's just I look at my intent behind everything and it, it's like i feel like if i'm not working for the joke like if i just mm-hmm. go up there and like i'm thinking my jokes are going to carry me like yeah. i typically do bad like it's like <laughs> I, ha- when i have the mindset of like i have to work for this mm-hmm. I, like it they're not going to be giving it to me like that's yeah. i tend to do a lot better because i'm not already just just thinking I've got yeah, it. Yeah, you're
0: you there's still a little bit of nervous. Yeah. There's still like it's gonna be a challenge, yeah. but you have to rise to the occasion. Exactly. Eventually you can meet that challenge way better with more skill as right. you acquire as you keep going.
1: And then it also just kind of learning to accept that like if it goes badly, ride that. Like it's like Yeah. It's motivating. It is
0: every time something has gone badly, or even if I have a good set and then something bad goes wrong, mm-hmm. it motivates me to write more yeah. or to, to to try and do more, you know? It's
1: and honestly, it's like it's so. Comedy is the hardest thing to get into that I've ever done. Yeah, and like it, it's the
0: most difficult art form. In there, my there's opinion. no I mean, guidelines. You could say it's biased, but it is the most difficult art form because because yeah. you're practicing in front of people. Mm-hmm. You're not painting at home. You're not playing music at home like those art forms. Yeah. Were it's like you're practicing in front of strangers too. Yeah. And, and the difficult part is it is in bars and coffee shops where people have no idea. They didn't come out to see you. Right. They're out with their friends. They're done with work. They're out with family who are visiting. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, get ready for an open mic night. And they're like, what the fuck? This yeah. is a coffee shop. <laughs> and then some guy's like, so niggers, right? And they're like, what the <laughs> hell? What is going on?
1: Yeah, no,
2: it's and then we have
0: to make them laugh, and right. then they might hate us already because they weren't planning it, and they saw ten bad comics just use racial slurs nonstop, ah, and now you have to try and get them
1: to laugh. That's the thing about like 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 because I like the open mics that are at clubs, obviously, because that's like real stage time. They're of a real audience. They're they're
0: the best because you 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 can work out jokes without distractions. Yeah, exactly. That's the best,
1: and because they're there for
0: laughs, they're not there right. to eat or to get drunk
1: but that's the thing like that's why I like or I, I remember the first time I went to Padre Murphy's I went up and I, it was like the best I had ever done up to that point and it was yeah. an even better feeling because it was a room of people not there to see comedy yeah and, and they're never like, there
0: and Padre's is an interesting yeah. mic too because it's in Glendale with like a bunch of like conservative like hillbilly dude dudes. that
1: night that guy just came up all I heard was the end where like what the fuck <laughs> like this guy like, when was that no it was, it was like back when Trevor Michaud actually went to stuff uh, shout out Trevor Michaud He, it was like we're we're all outside, like by the fireplace, whatever that thing is, and like someone made like a a Trump joke, and then this guy comes up and just like all I heard was Donald Trump and N word, and then we're like, fucking, no one said that. (laughs) It was the funniest thing, Uh. but like, no, like that 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 was a great mic because it just like I mean, and then I just did horribly every time I went back there, but it was like it was so cool for me to like go up in a, a relatively bad room and do great. And then that yeah. was also like, I like Josh was laughing through my set and like that meant a lot to me. Cause I think Josh is hilarious. So he really not- is
0: hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's been, a, he's been, a uh, uh, someone who's there when I started, I started mm-hmm. his mic at grand app pizza. Right. And I remember like, I would go to grand app pizza and it was, it's right down the street from charo and it's an outdoor mic. And i would go there after class thursdays were the only night I, c- I could go and i had like a uh, 6 p.m class and didn't end till 7 30. Right. so so that mic didn't start till like 8 so i take the light rail i'd get there right around the time it started and i but i'd be late on the list because all the comics would get there early and so i would watch like trevor Mitchell and like seven other comics yeah. just like walk the crowd and then i'd have to <laughs> perform in front of like arizona lou and like maybe Devonte eastby uh Because they were the only ones waiting to go on, so just be the three of us, like the last three. Yeah, and like I remember, like it was just really tough the first couple weeks. I was like, "Is this comedy? Like me performing for other comics?" and like half the time they're not listening. I was like, "This isn't fun." I was gonna quit, but. Every week, I would have like one or two one-liners that would work. Yeah. Out of all the jokes, I'd write so many jokes, and wow. one or two would get a big pop, especially from Josh's loud laugh. Yeah. That I'd be like, "All right, I'm coming back another week." Uh-huh. And the same thing happened with Chara when when we shut down. Chara was one of the first mics to open, mm-hmm. and I remember the first couple months, like June, July. Chara was awful. It was the worst. Everybody would bomb. Yeah. I'd go there, I would eat shit, and then we have audiences. But go there, eat shit and I'd walk home like wanting to cry and quit. Yeah. It was the worst. I was like, why did I come back here? And then every week I'd be like, I'm done, I'm never going back to Charo, I'm gonna quit comedy. And the next week I'd be walking back, because I'd take the light I'd walk back to 19. Yeah. I'd be like, what am I doing, why am I still here? And then I bombed for five weeks straight, and one week I had a great set where I shit on Republicans, <laughs> and, and how like there should never be any poor Republicans if you are, you're retarded, and I went on that's, like this long rant, and fucking it just destroyed in the room and i just remember being like i'm fucking back
2: yeah no <laughs> that's
0: oh, all man. it took 5 weeks of bombing
1: dude i remember what was it was like i had gotten i think it was when i had covid or right before i got oh, covid oh yeah covid i i did back well, in january well uh, let's end this
0: <laughs> podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was back in january but like i i think it, it was like around that time or maybe it was before the end of the year but like I, I it was at tempe tavern and i had in my house been prepared it was like i had already been going to stuff at tempe this tavern
0: patient zero no no no, not tempe tavern
1: that... it was uh, devil's advocate now that i think about oh, okay. it. and i had been like preparing all these jokes in my home and like reciting just saying i'm timing myself went up and it was like i was talking to a wall i was so not present with the room yeah that it was the worst thing i'd ever done and then like like, thank God the light comes. I'm like, all right, thank you guys. And then I just went in my car. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was the worst <laughs> feeling I had had in a long time. Because I, I was like, dude, they, like, normally, like, because at JPs, that was all I was doing most of the time, just going yeah. to JPs. And I went up there, and I fucking ate shit, like, worse than ever before. You learn you got
0: to do those other mics. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And and so it was like, all right, well, I'm – it was like, I think there's some funny stuff in there, but I didn't do anything right. So we're going to try this a little different. Or, it's like we're going to just – kind of be more okay with bombing like I want to try just just figure this shit out and be okay if it doesn't work and I had a lot more fun with everything like just accepting that not everything has to be so scripted all the time yeah that's what made it fun
0: yeah because sometimes yeah I noticed that too like sometimes everything and I still write off stage I prefer to that's Mm -hmm. where I get my best jokes I find because like even if I don't come up with with the best setup or the best punchline right away it will eventually come to me as long as I yeah. just keep showing up. But but riffing and writing on stage is a lot of fun, too. I it just is. find that, uh, for me, that sometimes uh, it's very it, – I'm getting better at it. it, it it's, it's a skill sometimes.
2: Yeah.
0: But, uh. yeah, yeah. what was I going to say? I uh, don't know. Anyway, yeah. so I started in Melee. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You started in Melee. So back to Melee. <laughs> that was a fun yeah. comedy tangent. Yeah. So you started melee. You got your ass whooped. That's yeah. where we left off. You got your ass handed to. He bent you over, and he just said, "Let me get my finger in there, Richie, right, right, nice and deep." Yeah. and you're <laughs> like, "Oh, there is, there isn't a god." Oh my Dude, goodness! I, I got beaten. So, I just lost
1: so much harder than I ever had before. And like, I I remember it, it was it was fun because like in me, like melee is very similar. Like it, it, I mean, like I I think there's a lot of things you find similarities and everything. But like I, melee was similar because like. Oh, you go and like because you're going to these weekly tournaments, which are basically open mics. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that's our version. Because then there's like the big major one, like major yeah. tournaments. The, where, the, like, the
0: big book shows at clubs. Yeah, with the big no, it's, it, like there's a get lot it, get, of, getting to open up for Mark Norman. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like there's a lot of different levels to it, and like um, at the time it, it, it was it was fun because it was like that. It was, like, I went to those tournaments, and I was, like, all right, I want to start getting better at this. Around that time, I was having, like, a faith crisis in Mormonism. Shout out to God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, like, like I was planning on going on a mission. Like, that was the plan. Oh, yeah. And then I left the church, and so I'm, like, okay, God, well. That has to be
0: crazy because you just go for, like, a year, right? Yeah. And it's in a foreign place, so you're – and then you're so young, too, a lot of the mm-hmm. times. So it's, like – you know, teenage to early twenties, you're just going to a foreign place for a full year. Like, a full two years if you're a full two guy. Years. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah and all and, and that all my has to be a massive
0: growing experience too. It is to spend um, two years I mean kinda of, It's the first like time you, you you're away have from to home. grow up. Yeah. yeah. First time away from home in a foreign place. You don't speak the <laughs> yeah. language and your only friend is God who's not real so <laughs> you have no friends.
1: He ain't there. No but like uh, it was it was it was because like i it, it, it's funny to me because it was like like in like church was my community. Like I, be- it was like always, always like I was a Mormon. And, like I, I, might not have been like the strictest of like. Yeah. Like I, I, I believed all the the stuff the church taught, and I thought it was all legit. Yeah. But I was still gonna swear. Like I was a very down to earth person. You fucking bitch! I did not swear when <laughs> I was
0: when I was in the church Christianity. I did not swear. I did, my my then,
1: idea was always like, if there is a god, he's a reasonable guy, and, and he gets why I'm doing this. Like mm-hmm. I, it's it's not gonna be oh you you evil piece of shit. Like no, yeah. why would he do? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. So it was like. It didn't.
0: There, there were a lot of things that didn't make sense. Like, I remember. With them, like, right? I was, like, evangelical Christian. I left the church when I was 17. But I remember growing up, there were always things I didn't like. Like, how the pastor would be like, oh, you need you need God in order to be a good person. No. And I'd be like, well, I have friends who aren't necessarily religious. But they're the best people I know. And yeah. I have friends at this church that I would throw down a river in a heartbeat. They're the worst kids ever. Yeah, And they have everything, you know. And, like, or they would be like, I remember one time. Also, one thing I always hated was the respect of pastors that they got mm-hmm. just for being a pastor. Yeah. Like, you can't save a life in an operating table. You don't have a PhD in physics. You're just You some guy. never yeah. climbed Mount <laughs> Everest. You're just some dude from Minnesota mm-hmm. who couldn't graduate college and so now you're a part-time plumber and full-time life therapist, bitch? Yeah. I'm supposed to take advice from you? You can barely read. How am I? I fucking hated that. Everybody, all these brilliant people, like like a fucking plastic surgeon would be like, oh, oh nice to see you, pastor. I'd be like, you're way more brilliant yeah. than this motherfucker. And like, as a kid, like it always annoyed me. I was like, you get respect and adulation for nothing because mm-hmm. you're a man of God. You know, we all have the same book, right? Like yeah. I can read that at home, all these. Things and the worst was like it it had the answers to everything, and I was like, it's kind of
2: outdated. I mean,
0: like, I remember one time we were a youth group. And and our pastor, who was a very nice guy, but he was an idiot. Another another college dropout, right. uh, n- not not particularly intelligent. But I remember he was like, "All right, so we got a little time left for youth group is over. So, kids, uh, any questions? Any questions for me? And any question at all, I'll answer for you. You know." Yeah. And somebody asked a dumb question. And he goes, "Oh, you know, God says this is this." And then doesn't someone answer else answer the question. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: doesn't answer at all. And then someone else um, asks a question, and they go hey, so uh, are are aliens real? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, well, uh, doesn't mention aliens in the Bible. That's so the I thing. would have to say no. And I was like, are you kidding me, bro? The Bible? They didn't know how to wipe their own asses. You think they're going <laughs> to know why aliens exist? I was like, this is so dumb. But even though I fucking disapproved with all that, I still like, like believed, believed in yeah. it. I grew up with it. I was like, yeah, you know, it has to be real. And then fucking my pastor When I was 17, he went on this long rant about how Obama made a national LGBTQ day Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and how disgusting it is and how horrible it is. And then, in the same, like literally in the same vein, not even 10 minutes later, he goes, But, you know, he's from Alabama and he goes, But my family's against interracial relationships. And then he points at his brown skinned Thai wife, who's like brown, like she's like African American brown. And (laughs) he points at her and he goes, But they're wrong, okay? And I was like, do you not realize the similarity here, the parallels? you saying gay marriage is wrong, but marriage is right, even though your own Christian family members say yeah. don't mix the races? And then I never went back to church. I walked out, and I never went back. And then, like, a year later, I moved to Arizona and became an atheist. It, it, it kind of seems weird when you become an atheist because people just assume, like, it's like a badge, like, like, oh, you reach the level of atheism. It's like, no, you stop believing. It's kind of like Santa Claus, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you're told he's real, and after a while, you're like, you know what? There's nothing that points towards it. You it's
1: know? like, I I, it's like, to me, it was like, there was always so much like good stuff about the church. So I'm like, of course, this has to be true. But it, it, it yeah. was just like, there, there's a lot
0: of good people. That's the, yeah, the there's
1: good people. There's some good lessons. Uh, you, I, But then there's just like some random shit in the Bible. I, and that's a lot like, of the like, lessons are basic. It's
0: like, dude, I don't yeah. need to read the Ten Commandments. So no, I shouldn't punch my sister in the yeah, face. Yeah, right. You exactly. Know? No, it's like... There's way too much like shit that... All the stuff was set in stone in our DNA from mm. literally hunting and gathering. Like, hey, yeah. don't kill your friend because together, uh, yeah. he's, he's going to help you not get eaten by a lion tomorrow. Yeah. You know? All those things.
1: No, it was... That, that was the thing. So it was like I, I left the church and I need... It was like I went right from that community and that family to that setting to having like the community of Melee. And yeah. that was... Like when so, I back to that's so. So your god is
0: Kirby, is what you're saying. Yes,
1: that's what I. That's what this has all been culminating. <laughs> he's to. all like, powerful. Is, is <laughs> Kirby the
0: best character? I think he might. No, be. absolutely. Well, he's, Melee, he's no. One, well, not mainly, but in in no. in the Wii one, he's one of the best characters.
1: No, he's he's actually pretty bad. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, no, there, there's well, tier. I mean, anyone me. anyone that's really good could like, yeah. win with anything. But
0: yeah, because I I feel like Kirby's like a good, well-rounded player, right? Because he he could suck you up, and then he got a piece of your
1: powers. Yeah, but what if you have a shit power? Like, it's like... <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. Then, then it sucks. if you have a badass power. No, but it,
1: he was... No, like, yeah, no. It, it's just, like... The, the game was... It, it was just cool, because I... Because like, uh, what, what I've seen, like... A lot of people that, like, leave their religion, they have no direction after that, and then yeah. they go the, off the there's, rails. No, there's no
0: class that says, hey, once everything you believed in your whole life has been shattered and now you're no longer subscribed to right. it, where do you go? Because it's, like, literally, like, a lifetime of brainwash. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, like I mentioned this on our Coconut Cooks. Like, I used to, you know, because I was evangelical Christian, you're not allowed to masturbate. It's a sin. Yeah. And so even, even, when, even when I became an atheist, for years after, I mean, like, years – I would feel so guilty after yeah. I masturbated. The only and time I'd you have to, like, I had to train now. myself. I'd have be like, you know, listen to you, dear. This is natural. This is good, you know. And then now I don't feel guilt at all. When yeah. I do uh, it un-
1: now. Unless it's but, like four times a was, day. It was, then like, you feel like, it was some like reverse shame. brainwashing. But yeah.
0: <laughs> I just feel tired after that. I don't, I don't even feel the <laughs> same. I'm just like, this is too much.
1: I'm just, I, I just think, uh, you know, that was like two hours of my day I could have spent other ways, no. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, uh, no, it, it's, it's definitely just like, yeah, like, I, like there, there's so much, like, stuff in the church that was good, and I, it was like, I, I know this stuff was good. Like, it mm-hmm. made me feel good doing, good, like, nice things to people, doing service, and it's like, so there's some th- stuff about this that had to have been right. And then, like, in college, I started in civil engineering, ended up going into psychology, yeah. and within psychology, you get to learn the science of why we yeah, but, are good people, or, like, yeah. why you do... Like, like, it, it was kind of like the, the science the, behind the Bible. Yeah, like.
0: the, the evolutionary background. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, none of this is religious. This has yeah. all been around for hundreds of thousands of years since before uh, the Bible was created.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and, and it was like there was like a positive psychology class I had that really put the a science to all of this stuff that I had been taught in mm-hmm. church of like, oh, it's like – when you do stuff or it's like when you are altruistic it's like it makes you feel so good or like if you're doing things not for your own benefit benefit for someone else's truly for someone else more them than you at all Mm -hmm. it makes you feel so good and it, it was like just like learning different stuff like that and that we're like very much social creatures like yeah all this stuff and all this data that's just undeniable of like be a good person because it like like it's gonna make you feel good yeah. Here, here's the Yeah, even you don't care for denial. selfish reasons. It feels yeah.
0: amazing when you help out someone, you know? Right. Because sometimes something little means so much to someone else. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's weird. Like, when you do one nice thing for someone, when they weren't expecting it, it makes them feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes, you feel good. It makes you feel more capable yeah. of doing something good in the world. Like, it's like, there's yeah, that's so much why,
0: I think that's why sometimes people hate cheap tippers. Yeah. Because they'll be like, oh, here's a dollar. It's like, dude, come on. Like, they work so hard. They're not getting paid minimum wage. Yeah. And... When I, when I tip well and they go oh thank you so much like I'm not doing it for the thank you I tip well because I think they work hard and it makes me feel good mm-hmm. if I tip them well yeah no, know? it's like little stuff like it's, that. it's like spreading like I remember Joe Rogan said once he said it, it, t- for me it's spreading positive energy because Joe Rogan tips 100% yeah no matter what or her go to a Starbucks and put a $100 bill. But Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he's been, good for it. But yeah, <laughs> but he, he, he's he been that way for years. He's making money for years. He's been that way for years, and so are a lot of his friends, because he's like, it's spreading positive energy. Like, yeah. I, if, I feel good. I don't need to you know write a big tip and have you be like oh my god thank you so much It's like me doing it is good enough I'll yeah. walk away it's I'll, like I'll leave the tip and
1: doing leave doing that uh, it's like you, you did something good for someone and, and then there's the people that are like what's up guys we're gonna feed the homeless today on yeah. video please subscribe like <laughs> yeah. there's all that shit where it's just yeah, so it's disem- like, like it's like you're only doing like I that's the thing like yeah, feeding in, the church, your homeless is like, in church like you meet so many people that are only doing the right thing because of what they'll get out of it like, exactly and I for the wrong like intentions that. it's exactly. terrible it, Yeah. it was Oh my god! Like that, that's the like, shit that I can't stand. Or it's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, if if you're being nice only so you'll get something out of it, like don't fucking. And, and that's out.
0: what annoys me about a lot of still religious people is they're like, mm. oh, you know, I'm just in it so I don't go to hell, or I'm in it for this specific thing, and it's like, well, if your your heart's not in it, it makes no sense because because with I mean Mormons, you guys are like more hardcore Christians, yeah, but yeah. I know with Christians is like they would. Um, they pretty much would just go to church, and that was it. But they still smoked and drank and did everything that a secular person did. Yeah. So I was like, what's the only difference? You go to a chapel once a week? It's like you're not even following any type of doctrine, you know. It, it just annoyed me at the time because I'm like, what's the point of this club that we're in yeah. if you don't follow the rules? No, that, that's
1: the thing. It was, it was always like just like two-faced people. Like mm-hmm. It was like – yeah, they, they wouldn't practice what they preach. And, like, I I, it, I just always li- like – like, there, there's that one scripture, I think, in Matthew or something where it's like no man can serve two masters. Which it, It's yeah. pretty much like – Shout it, either, out to all the slave masters. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> that's where that came from, clearly. <laughs> it's like God and my yeah. <laughs> But
1: But it, it's pretty much like what it comes down to is it's like you can't be one way and – or it's like you can't act one way and then, like, say yeah. you're another. It, it's like you have. Yeah. It's like, if you're gonna be one way, like, be 100%. Like, I've got so many friends that were, like, on the fence about being active in church, and I'm like, I think you should either be, like, fully committed to the church or fucking call it off. Like yep, I agree. If you're doing all this half-season shit, like, you're, like, nothing is gonna work in your life. Like, you mm-hmm. need to, it's like, even though there's flaws in Mormonism, like, you have to, f- you have to stay within the order that you've set for yourself. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I just fucking hated when people were only nice to get something for yeah. it, it's, it's sociopath. I think that's
0: part of it's really is I think that's part of the reason why I hate like networking like in comedy yeah. yes. Where, yes where comics will literally for those of you listening comics will literally just go to uh, fucking to booked shows and then for the with the intention of hey you see me that means you might want to book me next time and it's like yeah. how about you just go to the open mics get good someone will see you eventually no, that's and you'll be thing. so fucking sharp that when you do get booked you'll be fucking ready Right. Instead of doing this, like, oh, do you like me? You know, it's like high school all over again. It's like, ah. Uh-huh. I fucking hate it. It's gross. I'm yeah. not going to those shows. Also, a lot of those shows have horrible mm-hmm. comics and mm-hmm. shitty comedy. Just depresses me. I'm yeah. like, oh, we're not on the same level. That's here. the thing.
1: It's like when, at, a, at like a shitty comedy. If if it's all shitty comedy, people will pay and they'll go and they'll they'll like it. It's like, oh, it was a comedy show. We got to see yeah, some jokes. Yeah, they don't they don't they, 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 they don't, don't know, know the bar. Level. They don't know the level. They don't the know what it could yeah. be. And that's like they have no idea. Like like I had a booked show at JPS, and it was actually it was not bad. Like JPS at, is a perfect room. That a, room is perfect.
0: There's no distractions. It's very low seat. The sound system is fantastic. It is a magic room. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it, it was actually my first book show. It was like it was mm-hmm. a pretty good lineup. It, it was all right. It was, yeah. it, it was just a, it was a decent show. And my friends that came were like, "Man, that was awesome! Like that was really funny." And then like some of those guys came back for the second show I did, and it. I was opening for, or I was one of the guest spots for Christopher Royer, uh-huh. and they were like, "Holy shit, that guy is fucking hilarious!" Like that yeah. guy was way funnier than the last headliner. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, like this is what a comedy show should be." Like yeah. I think when it's just a line, like everyone that went up did great. It was all funny stuff mostly. I mean, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but was, a lot
0: of the guest spots were like very yeah. new people that yeah. barely have five minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it was it was a great lineup, and it was just like. This is what I think a show should be. This is what it should be. A absolutely. show shouldn't be about you going up there so that you can look like a star. I don't yeah. fucking care what you think that God intended for you. He doesn't give a shit about <laughs> yeah. you, man. Like you're, like, don't
0: you? Don't you hate it when people say that? Like, like I remember as uh, the, the, that YouTuber that you saw when you went and saw the Schultz show. Uh, uh, yeah, fucking George Janko is terrible. Yeah, but uh, like I remember watching like a Logan Paul vlog and he was mm-hmm. like you know, comedy's what I meant to do. Like, yes, I'm so happy I started. I, I meant to be a stand-up. And then, like, his friends are like, dude, you were amazing. You were so good. And then he goes, yeah, I think in, like, three years, I'm gonna be headlining. Meanwhile, he's done, like, two book shows, never an open mic. And I remember just being, like, and, oh yeah, and then he also said that, like, you know, God. Like, when some comics would be like, "God put me on this earth to do this. This is what I'm <sighs> meant to do." Like, and I'm just being like, "How per how pretentious is that? To be like, yeah. the Lord put me here so I could tell ha-has at bars." Uh, it's like, how it's are like, you going to be a comic? It's like he could have made you a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> he could have made you a billionaire so you could give money to the poor. But he's like, no, you're gonna make drug people laugh. <laughs>
1: no, it, it's I just I fucking hate it. Like I like I'm I'm very much like. I, I've always had issues with, like, like like I want to be honest. I want to be – I want me to be the best part of myself all the time, and mm-hmm. being good and honest to people. Yeah, and I just feel person. like if I am putting on a show that isn't good and I have just told all these people to come to it, I, like, the amount of guilt I will feel for that is so much yeah. like – I'm like, I can't do that because it's, like, no matter how important I might think I am, like, I'll find out real quick that I – like, it's, like – Oh, y- y- maybe I got some laughs at my show, but like you see a real killer show, and it's like no, it's nothing compared to that. Like I, yeah, I want to put on good stuff, and,
0: and that's why I think like going like big cities like in New York, even sometimes LA, it's like you get. There are so many big fish there. Yeah. You know, that, that you have to get that you watch, you get to watch them on a weekly basis yeah. or on a monthly basis. And it inspires you. Like when we saw Mark Norman, was I so was sick. like, that is the top level. Yeah. That is world class comic. Yeah. I, and I, I remember, like, I don't know if I told you this, I told Andrew and, and, and Chris this, but I was like, all of Mark's jokes were better than any one of our best jokes, anybody in our scene. Yeah. That's how good he was. was That's how was world great. class of a comic he was. It was insane and it was inspiring. Because it's it was was. like all we see is us and we're not bad, but we're not world class. We're still new to the game. Yeah, like
1: the best we typically see is Tristan go up. And I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, Tristan's amazing. Tristan's like, good, but like a so lot of
0: good. other comics in the scene, he's a big fish in a Phoenix Pond. Yeah. Which isn't very big. It's a desert. So it's like yeah. it's way different than like if you go to New York and you can literally watch a tell Sam Morell Mark Norman, Chris Rock, and then Dave Chappelle in no lie, the same lineup. Yeah. Dropping it, and that's, then Louis might so drop sick. it. And
2: that's
0: it's so like, that is the fucking big fish in a big pond right there. I'm, in, excited. In
1: the sea. I'm excited for when Tristan does move to New York. Because yeah. Like, I know he will eventually be going there. Yeah. And i like, think us are of how much fucking that. better he's going to get. Like, he's oh, already, leaps, what, like, leaps and bounds. I already think he's funnier than a lot of comics that are famous. Oh. Like, way yeah. funnier. Yeah. And, oh my God. Like leaps, leaps oh. and
0: bounds. New York makes you so good because you're doing so many rooms and it's so many different rooms too because yeah. New York is such an international city that you might go to, and, and they're all in the basement, so you go to like some weird basement mic and there's literally four people in the audience and they're Swedish and they're barely speaking English yeah. and now you have to do stand-up for five <laughs> minutes, you know, and they might leave before you you get on stage and now it's just you and 15 other comics waiting to go up, you know. Right. Uh, but it's, it's like you get your reps in, and again you see the top echelon. Like every week, you could drop it in the cellar and be like, "Oh my god, holy shit, holy shit!" The day Dave-, Dave Chappelle dropping and he's doing a co-set with fucking Mark Norman. This is crazy, you know? It's like it's, that's that's it, insane.
1: It's it, and that will so only sad. happen
0: there. Yeah, it will never happen here.
1: I I'm glad that most like I, all of our friends are like yeah New York is the place to go like I, I none of us want to be L A comics which I find no. interesting because
0: New York is comic centric only you're there if you're a comic you're there you're there for comedy doesn't matter how bad you are you're there to become a comic yeah to be a better comic when you're in L A there's the industry you're there to get famous there's improv you're there to get famous there's mm-hmm. YouTube there's uh, movies there's Netflix there's music there's all that so a lot of those comics. They're they're there for the show. It's like flashy, you know. It's all industry, and so New York. It's like no, it's not there. There's no money. It's there just to get good at the craft because you care about it, and that's why they breed so many great comics because they get good at the craft and they get up fifteen to thirty times a week, which is crazy.
2: Yeah, you know. So
0: just those spots. It might take us like three weeks to get twenty spots. You know, they might do it in a week
1: dude honestly like just the world of comedy being in it is so cool or like just like the stories yeah. of like the the road all these great comics had to walk is so interesting Yeah cool. it's cuz it's
0: very similar to ours like yeah. th- that's what people you know I already mentioned earlier in the podcast but like every open mic scene is very similar it's mostly mm-hmm. comics shitty dive bars no one's expecting you but that is a boot camp and the tough thing about it that's a boot camp or the medical school if you will the tough thing about it is there's no guarantee mm-hmm. you'll uh, graduate buds or yeah. get your medical degree and, that's, that's and it's like longer, it it's much longer and strenuous. I, yeah, I yeah.
1: like that. Like I, that's what I liked a lot about melee. Hey, we're coming full circle. But like, yeah, it was, it was like, you can put a lot of time into this, but you're never like, you never deserve to win. Like that was an important mm-hmm. lesson for me. Like there'd be times where it's like, I'm playing against someone that's way worse than me and he nearly beats me. <laughs> and, and like, I, it, it was like those times would help me reevaluate my ego and, and just be like, No, I. It's like I could either be winning against all these people that are way worse than me and be a king against these idiots, or I could lose consistently and challenge myself against these top level players that are gonna be just fucking me up. But it's like any any time to make you better. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like I. It was fun because it would be like I, I was just playing against my friends that were within competitive melee. Like we we would click up, you know. And we would we would all just like have smash fests and play. That sounds pretty gay if you don't have any context. <laughs> smash but uh, shout we out would, to Smash Fest, the gay, gay <laughs> mecca of the world. But like we would we would just hang out and play and grind, just just get the hours in the game together and like and then you'd put money on it to make it like a tournament set so yeah. you can get that pressure experience and. And, like, it was, like, doing stuff like that was fun. And then I got to become the best of my group of friends within Melee. And it was, like, I wanted to keep getting better. And a lot of those friends dropped off of playing Melee. And, and I just kept going. And so, like, with the people that were beating me at tournaments, I would be, like, hey, man, like, what can we do? Like, or like could we, like, get some sets in, like, yeah. on the side, play friendlies? Or, like, can I come over sometime? And so, like, it was, like, that's how I went from just, like, my basic friend of Melee people to, like, my Melee friends now where everyone's about the grind. Everyone wants to get better. And, like, and, and th- I think that's what, like, kind of binds us together as such good friends is because we all went through that level of, like, being bad and bringing ourselves to greatness. Of, yeah. like,
0: being bad and showing up. That's, yeah. That's a lot of, like, I remember I heard was a comic. I, I, Aisha Tyler used to do comics. She doesn't anymore, but she's she's a fantastic comic. And I remember watching her early on. Mm-hmm. She was one of those black comics who was, like, very nerdy. And she was, like, one of the OG, like, black nerds. And so she was, like, very original and very new because most of the black comics were, like, stool humping and, like, Def Jim and, like, black people, you don't motherfuck these fucking niggas. And she was, (laughs) like, so I love the Xbox, right? Yeah. And and she said once that, like, the most successful people you learn very quickly aren't even always the most talented. They're not the funniest. It's the people that never gave up because so many people leave. Like, I remember listening to... uh, I forgot what what comic it was. Some some like kind of unknown comic, but he's been doing it for a long time. But he's talking about how like he started in like his small town, and then he moved to L A. And a lot of people from his scene came with him to L A. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so many of them just quit after six weeks or even three months. They just went yeah. back home. They just couldn't handle. It. And he's like, dude, you just have to stay. Maybe we're not great now. We can get better, you know. Yeah. But it's like a lot of that thing. It's like just keep trudging, just keep going. Yeah. And like good results can happen.
1: I think the thing that's been most encouraging within comedy, too, is just like seeing how bad I was and seeing how much better I am now. Like oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, I was, because it, it's like, you always think, like, oh, I'm funny, but like, how could I do it? Th-? And like, knowing, like, oh, I can get better at this, but I have to put in the, the work yeah. and I'm going to have to struggle. Like, and, and you I get more and that. more
0: confident. And then it shows on stage. You get more yeah. confident. And the more confident you are, the more swings you'll take. Yeah. The more, uh, the more. Like, like I, I learned that, like, because uh, I was just thinking, like, a week or two ago. Police? <laughs> Child, they're coming after us, you guys. No, I I learned a couple of weeks ago, I think the difference between world-class comics, because after watching Mark, I've obviously seen a lot of comedy on yeah. TV, but I was like, the difference between world-class comics and, like, mediocre, I think, is not even just the jokes, but the delivery.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How they deliver their jokes. Yeah. The... The best comics I find deliver it with such sharpness. Even their jokes aren't even that great. They de- their delivery—it's literally perfect. It's world-class delivery. How they set up their jokes and then how they deliver it—it's yeah. truly perfection. Nice. And they do it in their own way, but every time they do it differently because the delivery—it's like the surprise. It's a reveal of the joke, and so sometimes it's more important than even the setup. Yeah, because this is where you show. Hey, this is where you laugh. Hey, yeah. this is what this is what all of this was for and the people that are world class at it, like I've noticed this with Sam Murrell I've noticed this was Mark Norman the, the reason why so many young comics so many comics come over like these are the guys yeah. is because they're brilliant joke writers but their delivery is like top notch Jessalick is another one yeah. he's all oh one liners and like and like sometimes very slow and methodical, but his delivery has to be top notch, world class. Oh he has to have absolute conviction in every word he says. We,
1: we've talked about Nick so much when we hang out because yeah. like he's he's one of my favorites. Absolutely, but like, yeah. I was just favorites. I just remember the first time hearing him and just thinking, oh, this is the smartest joke writing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like he, it, it just every like all the setups and the misdirections on yeah. everything was so unbelievably good that i was just like what the fuck
0: like, yeah it's like it's, it's, a, it's a a
1: not a style th- i can do it all like that that's not my shout
0: out, shout out to jessel jr jessel jr
1: flagstaff's very own <laughs> 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 but it, it's just it, it's, it's so, so sick good. to see that and then like dude yeah like what you're saying with world-class like delivery like marked norman was just each joke yeah. set up Punch! set up punch Good boom punch. set up punch was, set up and so the delivery strong. was
0: amazing his projection everything his stage presence it was just calmness oh it's the same thing with fucking uh, what's his name Kyle Kinane he's one uh-huh. of my all-time favorites and I saw him a couple weeks ago at fucking at at Flagstaff Brewing Company mm-hmm. and he and he's like yeah I haven't done stand-up in like a year I, I, I did a few mics here or there in Oregon because the only place that was open but I mean, he was just so good. He was like, I'm a little rusty. Just world class. I mean, yeah. I was like, that's somebody who's been doing comedy for 20 years. It shows Man. at the highest level. You know, somebody who's really grinding, you know, who like, and Cal Kinney is one of those comics who like literally didn't release his first special till 10 years in, mm-hmm. and he still had a full-time job during that whole time. He was getting weekend gigs and headlining. Yeah. And like making money. And people were like, why haven't you quit your job yet? He's like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I still like that mindset. You know. Yeah. It, but it's, like,
1: it's just like not thinking you're worthy of it. I am yeah. probably going to have that problem for a long time, but uh, I it's going to make me better. Like but <laughs>
0: I remember like Jessler, I, I listened to we talked about Shakespeare. His his masterpiece Number of 1 album. album. Just truly truly magnum opus. Yeah. And I've I've heard Shakespeare twice and I haven't heard it in like a year and like uh, like a week and a half ago I went back and I listened to it. I went on a long walk and I listened to it and it was so good. Nice. I was like it's such a masterpiece. I, Some of those jokes were so brilliant. I was like, "Oh my god."
1: I actually listened to it just the other day, cause um, I like I went to Utah for the first time in like a year, or yeah. So it was like me, or so I I visit every once in a while, but it was yeah. like the first time I had actually gone to Utah, um, to visit my sister. I on the plane I listened to, to Shakespeare by Justin like, and I was just like, this is so good. And then on the way home I listened to it again, and I'm just like, dude, this is like the best fucking one-liners ever. Like, oh, they, yeah. it's just all it's so, so good. Him
0: and then. Another one I really liked was fucking, uh, what's his name? Stephen Wright. Stephen he has, he has Wright, a special yeah. on HBO. It's an hour of one liners, but Stephen Wright's one liners are so insane. Because they're, so they're small because they're so short. Yeah, that's what it, it's crazy. was like an hour of like the shortest one liners possible, and he just has so many of them. It's it's great. But, but Dude, yeah, what were you saying? But yeah, oh, it's
1: yeah. it's just like yeah. So like Justin Lick is just phenomenal like just like World his class. style yeah. is amazing yeah his like, writing is
0: super sharp and like i always say you
1: and you never see like his punch like some of them you see coming but some like what, what, coming. what he said is like some of them i want to be easy but, yeah but some of them i want to catch it, it's when fun. i get you off guard yeah it kills like yeah. it's
0: and some of them are yeah really good
1: he's so good and then like another one i, I think of the comics i've seen because i've seen um I saw I got to see John Mullaney and that was unbelievable like that was I was uh, I need
0: to watch John Mulaney. that him. was
1: the hardest I'd ever laughed so at anything it, it was just murdering and like you, you, have you heard his like Donald Trump and, and, uh, and I was not surprised that like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The horse. I, I was gonna say, it's not me. surprised that like a lot of those smart joke writers are like really good friends, like Jessel Nick and like mm-hmm. and like and Mulaney Mulaney are really good friends, yeah. and so are so was like Dan Mintz, who's a great writer, mm-hmm. and like yeah, I was like, it's it's not a coincidence that all those guys like used to write for shows and are right. like really really good friends. Like Jessel talks about in his podcast, like when he was filming his special Fire Maternity Ward, mm-hmm. he filmed the first one and he's like, we got it, it's fucking amazing, and then he had a second show that night, and then. Uh, he's like, all right, I'm just going to phone it in, whatever, it'll be cool, and then uh, his like agent was like, hey, Kroll and Melania are here, your two buddies, and he's like, okay, I have to go balls to the wall now. Yeah, <laughs> I have to show them fucking how good this is. And then he's like, I fucking did everything I could. I performed the best of my ability. And then my director was like, yeah, we're using the second take. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, the second take had better looks. And he's like, man, imagine if I fucking phoned it in for the second one. Yeah. That was a special. That was fire the return But I But I also think part of that having good friends that you mm-hmm. respect like really pushes you because yeah. they obviously respect each other like having good friends in comedy that you're like I like your writing I like your style Yeah, it really does push you it does that's why certain bad comics like we can't be friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I got to at least think you're funny. At least, Even if you haven't figured it out yet, I got to at least think you're funny. Like that, All my a... friends that, that I think are funny, are like you, like yeah. Gavin, Noah, like Chris, like anybody I hang out with, I'm like, I genuinely find you a funny person and I like hanging out with yeah. you. Yeah. So that's why. I, I'm not going to hang out with you because I think you can get me a spot on your exactly. show or um, because, you know, you've been doing it longer than me. It's like, you no, know, I don't give a shit. Like some comics have been doing it for 10 years and they are god awful.
1: Yeah uh th- that's a thing like that made it like because coming into comedy you have no friends and you oh, want, yeah, and you want to have something like mm-hmm. like you want to be part of this but you're also like like what, what the fuck like it's intimidating yeah. like you go up oh and, absolutely and it's like are these guys gonna talk shit about <laughs> me behind my back yeah, because but you then, don't
0: know any of these people you're just like oh yeah like i would just sit in a bench and then write and then like i remember i started right before the pandemic last year mm-hmm. so like um so, like when, when I started, there was already clicks and all the com. there were like multiple mics a night. You could get up like 14 times a week. Yeah. Or like last year, January, February. So it kind of sucked because they would just go on and then just leave. And then by the time I got on stage, they were already gone, going to another bar mic to hit two mics in one night or three
2: mics, yeah. you know. God. It, but then once
0: the pandemic happened, things started opening up, all the comics just hung out to together in yeah. Charl. And then like Charl yeah. would be like a six hour hang, you know, or JP's would be like four hour hang. Yeah. And it was because um, like we were shut down for so long, and there's so many new comics. But yeah,
2: and like
0: I, and and that's why like like real quick, I was gonna say like so you hear certain comics that say like coming up, they didn't have that many like comic friends like dane cook will say that sometimes even like whitney Cummings, because they're so focused on it yeah. and how like they they regret that they missed out on it because it took longer before they made comic friends mm-hmm. and i think how lucky we are because yeah. like year one i have great friends in yeah. comedy that Absolutely. even even if some of us aren't doing comedy years down the road or life happens we get married we have children yeah. whatever we still have these memories and we could still be friends yeah, and still because it's like
1: we, we all have a great sense of humor like we it's mm-hmm. like that's the thing it's like when like proving on it's like you, you kind of have to prove on yourself on stage first. Because yeah. it's like, oh, this guy is good for a hang, but he is dog shit. Like, you don't want to hang yeah. out with him, typically. Yeah. But, like, it, 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 but yeah, it's like once I finally, like, kind of, like, was more consistent. And then I I started just going to more stuff. And then, like, I, I would hang out at J.P.'s in the back and actually talk to you guys. Like, yeah. that, I think it was, like, back in February for me. And, like, mm-hmm. that helped me so much because I just wasn't afraid anymore yeah. of what was – or of, of just, like – like, look in a certain way. Or, or you, you, yeah. you just never know. Yeah, you,
0: like, you don't know. It's very intimidating. But then when you realize, mm-hmm. oh, we're all open, and as long as you're a cool person, yeah. it's like, yeah, come on in. Like, I, you're you are part of our
1: crew. Like, I think Nick Ryback was actually one of the first people that was just like, I know he was cool to me because like I I saw him one night at Improv Mania and he did great like it was like the first mm-hmm. time I'd ever seen him yeah. and he had a great night there and then he goes to JP's and eats shit like it yeah. was it was such a typical comic <laughs> yep. night and he uh, I've seen so many comics
0: just <laughs> kill in one room and then eat shit the <laughs> next. It's and so then sometimes I'll eat shit in that room and then kill the next yeah. it's so weird now yeah, that works it's yeah. so funny
1: but like. It, I remember it was like I saw him at Devil's. Ad, it was like the last time Dustin uh, rounds rounds hosted. Yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah, he, Dustin used to host Devils, and it, and it was like at that mic. Me and um, yeah, me and Nick Ryback were just hanging out and just laughing about comics that were on stage. And it was like, okay, like he gets it. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're absolutely. Just like, oh, all right, this is some Nick's
0: shit. A, Nick's a really cool dude. I remember when yeah. I first when I first met him. Yeah, he's he's very cool, and he's he's been. So nice to me, like yeah. he's just one of those just really nice guys. I'm glad like, really to see cool. him
1: doing better now. Like uh, it seems like, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. I, I don't see him at every show, but like he he just seems like he's been doing a m- lot better and more consistent. And
0: yeah, because he's been doing it for four years, and yeah. he's a legit, really funny comic yeah. and really good on stage. Yeah, and I think it's just finding your confidence, and I think with him. He wasn't doing it as frequently because he was working and stuff like yeah. that. So I think, like, once once just to get your stride – because that, that is the funnest, is when you start catching your stride, when you're like, oh, I'm the shit. I'm fucking legit funny. Yeah. And, oh, like, I think you guys and, help me with and that. And you just, right? like, become more confident. Yeah.
1: I think definitely you guys, and especially Gavin, helped me feel that <laughs> way about myself because it was – I don't know. It's like Gavin is so – he can be so explosive sometimes yeah. on how he kills. And then – yeah but i know it's it's funny cuz like gavin the the best thing he's ever said to me was like i don't like your it's like you're so funny if only you were funny on stage and it's like yeah. that hurts <laughs> but it's like it, it's like ha- hearing that helped me be honest to myself of like i don't think i it, cuz mm-hmm. it's if it was some idiot whose opinion i didn't respect that probably wouldn't do anything but because yeah. i respect him i'm like I probably do need to get better. And I took a while off, like basically like a few weeks of mm-hmm. not doing anything. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And when I came back, I started to just be like, all right, let's just try this more open-ended. And it's been so much more fun because I'm not, it's not all about like becoming successful. It's about no, getting it's about, good.
0: Yeah, and making good and And honing your voice.
1: Right, Because
0: yeah. like I've noticed more more so every time I do comedy, like a lot of comedy is really just figuring out how what you think is funny how to translate exactly yeah exactly and that's what makes it super difficult because you know what why it's funny Mm -hmm. but now how do you tell them yeah how you think it's funny how do you deliver that package quick in this form just package it in this format and that's the difficulty but then the, the more you do it the more you listen to yourself i haven't been doing it lately I haven't listened to any of my sets in like two <laughs> weeks. I need to start doing it again. Yeah. Because I used to do it every single set. And the past couple weeks, I was just, I've been kind of depressed. I took a week off. Yeah. So I need to get back to it. But listening to myself, I, you hear your rhythm. You mm-hmm. learn like, because a lot of it is just figuring out your own rhythm and then how to translate it. Yeah. Because once you learn to do that, you're fucking off for the races. Then you just have so. to figure out what jokes work or whatnot. What but when this, it's why they call it finding your voice. It's like, how are you funny naturally? And for me, it was always like dark. Like, very dark, sarcastic jokes. Like, I remember one time I, I, I was visiting home from college, and I was visiting all my friends from Minnesota, and, and we are going to hang out and go to a pool. Yeah, we are recording an hour 12. We could wrap yeah, this up yeah. soon. But uh, I remember I was visiting my friends from college, and one of our old friends, one, one, one of our old teachers from high school, mm-hmm. her husband divorced her, and then he killed himself. And, and my friend said, wow, could you believe that? And I said, can you blame them?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we all laughed yeah. and they're like god damn it man that's so dark i was like yeah that's her joke i'm saying yeah. she was such a bitch that it's okay that he killed himself clearly yeah. it was a joke oh, man. but that's always been my humor it's not like me trying to be edgy that's just automatically i saw where that joke was i, was like, I have to say it.
1: I, I feel like a lot of my humor is like deceptively it's, like, clean but deceptive. Like, I, I like yeah. to come off as that. Because that's what I... Uh, like, hey, I'm just a regular nice guy. And, like, yeah. I believe in God. I don't. But, like, yeah. it, that was kind of the vibe I had to have well, when I was... Well, he doesn't believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, when I was in church, that was the vibe I had to yeah. have. Because I was always, like, making people laugh, even in, like, our church Exactly. And yeah, stuff. a
0: lot of us have been funny our whole lives. And, yeah.
1: and it was always, like, funny to say something at times when you shouldn't. Like, when when it's, like, inappropriate... Not like, I'm going to say fuck right no, now. It,
0: it's, it's, the, it's that it's that tension thing because yeah. it was the same with mark norman remember we were at the mark norman show and he told mm. the trans joke yeah and then he said the setup you know the, the trans uh, woman was like you're horrible you're not funny yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's a silence and he just didn't say anything and then he goes and i said uh you look like a man and then everybody was dying laughing <laughs> and i remember the joke was funny but it was really the tension yeah because he started talking about trans everyone's like oh we we can't say anything bad about the trans communities. The gay they've they've been prosecuted. Let's yeah. not. And then every like the tension you could cut it with a knife. But then <sighs> when you cut that tension, it's just of applause, yeah. like loud. You know.
1: God damn, it's it was so good. Wait, well, I'm, what 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 was I saying before that? I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: You were talking about how you were funny, like like, like your oh, style. Oh, uh, in church, yeah. Yeah, in church.
1: No, it's like, that's, that's just shout like... Shout out to Harley Davidson, you guys.
0: <laughs> you guys hear that in the background. Sponsoring the podcast, something. we
1: have Harley Davidson Motors. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: it's Proud yeah. sponsor of the
1: podcast. <laughs> First episode, proud sponsor, yeah. Um, no, but it's like...
0: That and Nintendo, shout out to those <laughs> <two> sponsors.
1: <laughs> Nintendo, yeah, if Nintendo found out that you like their games, they're going to take this down. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, fuck, fuck off. No, but like... <laughs> it's it's just like i like that of like being like hey i'm just a regular guy i'll never do anything wrong and (laughs) then just bringing down the darkest shit like that i love that so much because to me that's the like i i love just getting like being real with people Mm because it's like i know like we're all gonna die one day you know absolutely (laughs) yeah being real
0: being honest and it's like not having a fat kid that's why like yeah, that's why it's it's so And You could do whatever you want. That's the nice thing about comedy. It's like you choose. That's why like I, I don't I don't think I could ever write for like a television show for like a long period because yeah. it's so depressing. I'm spending twelve hours a day writing for someone else, writing for some mm-hmm. dorky uh, uh, actor when I could be doing open mics right yeah. now. Like. Yeah, like that's way more fun, and I write whatever I want, and I keep whatever that, I want. And
1: that's the thing—you get to know if your stuff is good firsthand by yes. doing open mic and and stand up comedy. Like it's that is the coolest thing ever because that's what I don't like about any other business. Like, it, like your success can be deceptive on mm-hmm. what you're doing right or wrong. But like in comedy, if you're getting big laughs and you're enjoying what you're doing, like I think it's. If you're being true to yourself in your comedy, yes. that you're just on the right path. Absolutely, and if it's, if that's you have killing, to like what you're doing. That's awesome. Like that's what you need to do. Some
0: comics will not like their stuff. They're yeah. like, oh, I hate uh, this. Gotta, and it's gotta like, get this well, over with. Pay the bills. Yeah, and it's Fuck like, no. You. Like if I don't enjoy my jokes, I stop doing them. Right. You know, no, that's, that's why I've, got, and, and, I've let go of a lot. And that's why sometimes I don't like doing some good jokes, some of my tried and true jokes, in front of bad audiences because I was yeah. like. You guys don't deserve this. Like, I remember talking to Josh <laughs> about that a long time ago. He's like, Yeah, like, so, sometimes I want to do my material. He's like, You guys don't deserve this. I was like, Absolutely, bro. I'm, I'm that same way. Because it's like, You guys suck. You know, that's why, I like, like you know, I'll, I'll talk to Andrew or, or Chris and they'll be like, Oh, when you like honest, you get mean. I'll go, No, I, I, I get honest. I'm, yeah. I wear my sleeve out there. As soon as you guys are shitty, I'm like, yeah. fuck you guys. I'm not here for you. I'm here for me at the end right. of the day. I'm trying to see if these jokes work. If, if I was but to if you pretend guys are to be shitty, nice and, and be
1: like, oh, well, like, let's get back to my job,' joke. Like, yeah, that wouldn't no. be me. That wouldn't be the way I feel exactly. right Exactly. We'll be honest. And, so and, I, and, I, and, and
0: I will usually get laughs off that. If the yeah. audience is bad, like I remember we did a horrible book show uh, like a week ago. It was at a bar. And it was just a horrible night. And my opening joke was, I want to say it's so great to be here, but it's actually not. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I said, because uh, you guys are all alcoholics who are neglecting your children. And that got a big laugh. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you guys. And Like throughout the whole, like I got a few chuckles here and there, but I'd just be like, you guys suck. You're all ugly. You're all horrible. And they would, I would get laughs. Be like, and, but it wasn't me trying to be funny. It was just saying how I feel about them. You know? Yeah. But it was I was staying true to myself. It's like, fuck you. I, I don't like you. And I'm not going to try and win you over. I'm not here to win you over.
1: Dude, I... That that reminds me of like the there was this night at El Charo. I think you were you might have been there, but it was like the first time I really tried out like the joke about my dad having cancer, and it yeah, was like yeah, it was there? Yeah. And because I had the set list that I was planning on doing, like I was getting ready for my booked show on the weekend, and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I want to make sure get I got ready, all of these special. really good. I get it, yeah. yeah, and and then I I go up and I'm like, oh, like I was gonna stick to the plan, and I said something that was just like where it was like all right, like the it's like. I had my script, but then the room was saying, oh, go this way. Like, go with whatever this vibe is. And I was, and, and instead of ignoring that and being like, no, yeah. I need to make sure these jokes are good, I went with that just, like, in the moment mm. stuff. And I, I told that, like, my dad has cancer. Like, I know for sure he's going to die. Like, all that stuff that I set up. And it was, like... I had so much more fun doing that and just being real (laughs) and with the room. Being
0: honest in the moment in the room. Following the energy. Yeah.
1: I remember, like, and and then there's like these old women that were like, oh my God, that's awful. And I'm like, oh, really? You think so? Well, my dad's pretty racist. So how do you feel now? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, just like, it was just such a fun thing to just be like, oh, you can have a plan, but you have to be adaptable. Like, if, if, like, like you be ready to throw it to the wind it's like have, have a general game plan I think is mm-hmm. a good thing but it doesn't all have to go perfect like absolutely if it, if it was then it, you would not actually be performing in front of a real audience no
0: and and like sometimes when you acknowledge like I'll see some comics that are great at it like David Case is great at it where, where the room will have a different certain vibe yeah. and they acknowledge it and that gets a big pop and then they follow that vibe it's like alright well this is a tense room or this is a very loosey goosey room are you guys drunk and they're like oh yeah yeah yeah." and you know and you just follow it and it's like but if you stick true it like it may not because i've seen that with some comics where they're, they're doing the material and then they'll get heckled and they just do their material mm-hmm. and i'm like do you not see the loud ass table yelling yeah. at you right here like it's like you got to acknowledge them we
1: it's like we can't move like you're trying to move on but we can't move on until you say something exactly because like, yeah.
0: they're disrupting the whole show like i remember one time at charo like i completely forgot about this i remember one time at charo it was one night there was this loud table of like Fucking twenty-some year olds, and they sat right in the front, and they were talking the whole time, and 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 uh, and I didn't realize this because uh, I, I didn't want to watch whoever was up, so I was just hanging out with Mikel on the on the corner side, and then I was up, so I go up, I do all my jokes, most of them are are good jokes that are tried and true, and I'm getting nothing, and the energy's just dead. I was like, what is wrong with you? Guys? And I started like getting angry at like the, like the comics and the audience. I was like, what is wrong? with Did somebody die in here? Like, what the fuck? Like you guys are giving me nothing. Are you yeah. dead inside? What is going on right now? And then I d didn't understand that 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 group that what what they were doing before, just talking. Because they were talking to her in my side too. I just kept on going, just, just like, all right, let's bulldoze. just bulldoze, keep doing, yeah. keep doing. And then uh Noah gives me the light, and I go, All right, I'll leave you with one last joke. And a chick in the front of the group that was talking loud as fuck goes, All right, let's hear it. And I was like, what the fuck who the fuck are you and I just started like ranting on her like you dumb bitch yeah. and I was just going off and that got everybody on board <sighs> cause yes. they're like the, yeah yeah they're that table sucks yeah. they're terrible finally you acknowledge it you know and then I just spent the next two minutes just fucking roasting them and, and, and Noah, how awful they are and they were like oh, they, Noah. oh that was great you
1: know Noah will let you go over if you're doing great oh yeah <laughs>
0: well, the whole room was like mostly comics and like a few audience two tables of audience members and they're all on board they were like
1: yes tell them
0: fuck them yes Hell tell yeah. them they're on their side but I but I, but I learned you got to acknowledge it like that. night. You got to acknowledge. When people are shitty, you got to just point them out. And it sucks sometimes because it derails your set. It's like I want to try out these jokes, but it's like this is necessary. And you're going to have to do that. If you become a headliner, you have to do that. That's why you see some of these YouTubers – (laughs) <laughs> and these tiktokers that become stand-ups they don't do the mic circuit that means they don't get to learn how to handle hecklers how to riff how to do any of that so they just do their little skits on stage and then somebody heckles they don't know how to act and then they bomb and then people are like that was the worst 25 dollars i ever spent in my life
1: i that's what i remember like the first um i saw nick coletti who's like a vine youtuber guy. He sounds terrible. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he he had some funny videos on YouTube and shit, and me and my brother like, dude, we gotta see this, and I remember Derek McFarland and Tristan opened for him, and they fucking crushed. Yeah. And I was like, dude, these are just local Arizona guys, (laughs) and then Nick Colletti gets up, and it was just so mediocre. I was like, really? Like, this is what we came to see? Like, come on. Like, that was... And and my brother was like all excited, like man, we got to see it. Man, he's got a, a great career ahead of him. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, he is only performing for people that already like exactly. him. Like that's like that and was a big moment skits. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just like th- he's only getting people kissing his ass mm-hmm. because they already like something else he does. Like
0: and he doesn't get to sharpen his material. It's like right.
1: Like that's wh- that's what's rough. Like, like, like that's what's so great is. When you start in just the depths, like, you really get to know for sure if you're good. Like, when you mm-hmm. actually get better, you don't have, like, unless you're inviting every one of your Instagram followers well, to every fucking show you have. I think
0: that's why New Face comics don't do that well, because they start out at New Faces, 400 yeah, on, people on at to yeah. with all their friends and family, they fucking destroy, and they start going to open mics, and they're like, well, this isn't fun these people don't care about me they're not listening to me and it's the low the low that's why when i started in the worst rooms possible and i would get a good crowd i would destroy because it's like i had to fucking it's like bane says i was born in the dark molded by it all right you only adopted the dark all right get the fuck (laughs) out of
1: here i mean oh i don't know what that car is over there doing but anyways i don't either should, should we wrap this up I think we should soon? wrap it up. This has yeah. been, We didn't even need to talk about Melee. It's, we we just talked about Melee for to
0: about 10% of it, it but I'm still calling today. it Smash Bros. Yeah. It was still a very fun podcast. It was. Thank you for doing this, Richie. All right. You have a good It was a lot of fun. Well, I'll have you on again Absolutely. once I have a name for this podcast. All right, thank you guys yep. for listening. We're out.